This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio joins the fight to help conquer cancer with our trusted contributors at the Canadian Cancer Society. Welcome back. And we turn now to important information for your health. And I would like to welcome a new trusted contributor to the Fight Back family. The Canadian Cancer Society will be joining us monthly with timely information. And Susan Flynn, Manager of Cancer Prevention, is with me in the studio now. And she is here on this gorgeous, hot, sunny day to separate the truth from the myths about the sun and harmful UV rays. Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Libby. It's a pleasure to be here. So what do we have to know about UV rays and the risks they pose? So UV rays from the sun and from artificial tanning uh, pose risks in terms of cancer. Uh, They cause uh, burning or changes to the skin which can lead to skin cancer. And in fact, skin cancer is the most common cancer in Canada. And, and a huge percentage of skin cancer is caused by the sun, right? That's correct. Uh, 90% of melanoma is caused by UV radiation from the sun. Mm-hmm. So uh, what should we be doing? And on the other hand, people tell us that we need the sun for vitamin D, so it's not a good idea to, to stay away from it. Well, it is true that uh, UV rays or from the sun can help with our vitamin D. However, uh, we recommend at the Society that uh, you're uh, at more risk of getting skin cancer, and so it is better to take a supplement uh, for vitamin D rather than uh, get it from the sun and risk exposure to the sun and risk cellular damage. Okay, let's give out the numbers. If people have questions about the sun and UV rays, they are 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm here with Susan Flynn, who is the Manager of Cancer Prevention with the Canadian Cancer Society. And uh, Susan, so uh, what should we do, first of all, in terms of sunscreen when do you wear it? How much do you wear it? I mean, we talk about this a lot, but still a lot of people don't quite get it. It's true. Uh, surveys over the last few years have demonstrated that while Canadians are spending more time in the sun, they really uh, don't have all of the information as it regards to protecting ourselves from the sun. So we would recommend uh, a uh, sun-protecting factor sunscreen of a 30 Mm-hmm. Um, however, we don't recommend that sunscreen is the only defense against uh, protecting your skin. We also recommend that you wear protective clothing, uh, wear a hat with a wide brim, and sunglasses, and also seek shade during the uh, times of the day when the UV index is highest. Are you talking about clothing? Because they now have all kinds of clothing that has uh, the material has some kind of protection in it. That's correct. You are, we are seeing an increasing num- array of clothing available with UV protection. However, I think the important message here is that if you just wear clothing that's tight, 
tightly woven, that will also protect your skin against sun damage. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I know um, I uh, play quite a bit of tennis and, and it puts me out in the sun. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that uh, even when it's very hot and you're exercising when it's very hot, more and more people have started to cover up. So I'm seeing more and more people wearing, you know, long sleeves on the court when it's hot or leggings underneath their skirt. Uh, it's, it's a good idea. Well, certainly, uh, I think we have more information now about skin cancer and how to protect it than we ever did before. Uh, and the Canadian Cancer Society is a leader in developing sun sense and sun safety messages and educating Canadians about the risks of sun overexposure and artificial tanning. Okay, so uh, it's also the, the other thing about using sunscreen, you know, you have to use quite a lot of it, right? That's right. A lot of Canadians don't realize how much they have to use. So for the parts of your body that are exposed, we recommend two to three tablespoons of sunscreen. And for the face and neck, about a teaspoonful. And I think what's also important is to remind people to reapply frequently throughout the day. Like that's a lot of sunscreen. It is, but that's how much is necessary to be able to adequately protect uh, your body. And also, as we said earlier, the uh, staying in the shade Uh, The sun protective clothing, sunglasses and hats also will ensure 100% protection from UV radiation. And is there a timeline? I think you're supposed to put on the sunscreen kind of 20 minutes before you go out. Uh, Most of the sunscreens that are available now don't require that waiting time. Oh, really? Yes. So what was the waiting time about? It took uh, that while, a long time for the... um, lotion to absorb into your skin and to be able to create that barrier against the sun. But, um, you know, the ingredients and sun um, protection lotions are, you know, advancing in terms of their formulas and in terms of being able to provide immediate protection from the sun. Mm -hmm. And is there a difference? Now we're seeing sunscreens that are sort of advertised as being natural or not having chemicals. Uh, Do you have a view on that? At the Society, uh, we have you know, we frequently look at the research that's out there and assess it. And uh, what we find is that there are some key ingredients that are important to help protect from the sun. And we recommend that Canadians um, purchase a sunscreen that has both UVA and UVB protection and that has, you know, been certified and approved for use in Canada for that reason. Mm -hmm. And what about these so-called natural sunscreens that don't have chemicals in them? I think that you know, those sunscreens may well help protect. Uh, None of the uh, sunscreens will protect you 100%, which is why it's important to always use other forms of protection as well. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, So we're using sunscreen, and we're using a lot of sunscreen, and how often do you have to reapply it, or does that just depend on what you're doing? I think it does. I think if you're spending a lot of time outdoors, uh, if you're working outdoors or um, being active, playing in the sun, you would uh, apply more frequently. I think it's important to remember that when you're doing water sports or swimming, uh, that the UV rays that reflect off the water uh, can cause just as much damage as the UV rays from the sun. What about when, when you're driving and the, the rays that come in through the window? Yes, it's true. There is uh, an increased risk of skin damage from driving here in North America on the left-hand side. And in fact, it's been called left-hand sided cancer, uh, skin cancer risk. And uh, so, uh, and that's because the, um, 
the front of the cars, the windshield, will protect against UVA and UVB, uh, but the side windows don't. And a lot of us like to drive in this lovely weather with the windows down, and uh, so you can uh, get such skin damage from driving on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, before we go to break, can you just explain the difference between the different kind of rays? There are actually three kinds of UV rays. That's right. The two we need, need to be most concerned about is UVA and UVB. UVA is a long-range. UVB is short-range. Uh, the UVA can cause the type of damage such as wrinkling and brown spots and that weathered look from somebody who's had a lot of sun exposure. UVB, however, uh, all, will penetrate the skin and can actually cause the, um, the malignant melanoma, which is the more dangerous type of skin cancer. Okay, well, that made me look down because I meant to ask you while I have you in the studio. So every summer season, I notice more of the uh, dreaded brown spots that you're referring to, usually on my arm, usually from being out playing. And they're, they're kind of, they're, there's nothing, they're not raised or anything. Do, does this mean I don't have to worry about them or should I worry about them? Uh, we recommend that anytime you see a change in your skin, something new, that it's a good idea to talk to your doctor and uh, that your doctor may refer you to a dermatologist so that they can have a look. Uh, and it's important that uh, that Canadians do, are aware of what's on their skin and anything new or a mole or a freckle that changes or looks very different than it did before is worth a visit to the doctor to have a chat about it. Okay. On that note, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, before we go, I'm going to give the numbers again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm here with Susan Flynn from the Canadian Cancer Society. We're talking about protecting yourself from the sun, the risks from UV rays of the sun, and really what you should be doing about it. And uh, We will be back after the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am here with Susan Flynn, who is the Manager of Cancer Prevention with the Canadian Cancer Society. We're talking about the sun and skin cancer but uh, really, Susan can answer all kinds of questions on prevention. The numbers to call 416 360 toll free 1-866-744-740. And I've got Duncan in Muskoka. Hello, Duncan. Oh, good day. How are you? Oh, uh, great. It's cottage weather up here. I'll bet. Yeah, um, um, my question is, uh, I have some work to do around the water, and I know you can get reflection off that's uh, just as bad, but there are periods when it's very foggy. Um, would it be advisable to work during those uh, those times for UV protection? That's a good question, Duncan. A lot of people do think that if it's a foggy day, that they're not that sun protection is not required, but in fact, that's not true. The uh, UV rays can penetrate through clouds and through fog and can uh, cause uh, skin damage and um, put you at risk for skin cancer. Uh, Again, what we recommend in Canada is to pay attention to the UV index. And if it's above three, it's it's a good idea to use protection even on cloudy days. Oh, dear. Okay. 
thank, I can't thank you for bad news, but uh, it's, it's helpful. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. And the UV index is three or higher, you were saying, between April and September. Generally speaking, in Canada, yes. So that's the day. I mean, by the way, this is this is not health-related, but looks-related. But I, I remember seeing a study out of Australia, and people who used sunscreen on their faces all year round, regardless of the temperature, had much, much less aged skin than other people. So um, if you're not going to do it for your health, do it for vanity. <laughs> that always works with me. Uh, Susan, um, you are an expert in prevention. Can the sun cause other forms of cancer or contribute? It can. I mean, the uh, we, what we know is, is about the skin cancers and uh, there are risks for other types of cancers. They're minimal. Also, the melanoma uh, or uh, the malignant melanoma can also metastasize to other parts of the body. So it can grow very quickly if uh, it's not detected early. So I think, you know, it's important that, you know, all the more reason for um, protecting ourselves from the sun every day. Mm-hmm. And... Um, um you know, when I, I earlier I was I was asking about these new sunscreens that claim to have no chemicals in them to be organic. Uh, there are some people who think that chemicals in regular sunscreen actually cause cancer. What what can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's a great question. There is a lot of concern about that, particularly parents for their children worry. Um, however, at the Canadian Cancer Society, we also take that very seriously, and we consistently assess the research that's available, the most current research. And what we uh, and what we have found is that some of the most common ingredients that you might find in sunscreen, like parabens or titanium dioxide, they do not pose a cancer risk. Mm-hmm. I think that titanium dioxide is the one that people worry about. Yes. So, you know, we'll continue to be vigilant, but what we can say, according to the research that's out there and internationally acclaimed research, is that these ingredients do not pose a cancer risk. Okay. What happens, you know, uh, I remember as a kid, you know, getting sunburned. Yes. Often. And uh, nobody made a big deal about it, but it, it apparently is a big deal. It is. It's one of those factors that puts some people at higher risk than others. Now, I want to be clear, everybody, regardless of the lightness or darkness of their skin tone, is at risk of skin cancer. However, people with fair skin, freckles, red hair, light color eyes, do tend to be at higher risk, as well as those who may have burned frequently when they were uh, young. And, you know, skin damage is cumulative, so it happens over a period of time. Um, and again, our advice is for people who feel that they may be at a higher risk, talk to your doctor, see if they feel it's important to refer you to a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. And um, can you tell us a little bit about what are the most worrisome things that uh, pop up on your body? Is it things I think that are irregular and that are kind of raised? You're absolutely right. You know, I think anything that you feel is different. Anything like the change of a texture of, of a lump or something that, you know, has changed in how it, it, its color or its tone. It's always a good idea to check with your doctor. It might, might be nothing, but it's always, I think, to err on the side of caution, important to go and just have it looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think your doctor too, if not your dermatologist, can say, well, here's a, here's a few spots here I, we might be worried about. So we want you to keep looking at those. We want to check you every year or so to make sure they're not changing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I, I There were a couple on my, my husband's back, and he always, you know, rolls his eyes and says I'm bugging him. <laughs> and then he'd go to the doctor. The doctor said it's nothing, and then it's my fault, right? But um, women, yeah. I mean, women often are the ones who have to look after their family's health. And so um, I guess the message is keep doing it even if, uh, even if they get on your case about it a bit. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so important. The earlier it can be detected, the easier it will be to treat. So back to the sunburn questions. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do after it's happened kind of as an antidote or anything like that? Not in terms of reducing cancer risk or damage. So anytime we see something on our skin that's a burn or even a tan, that's damaged skin. And so while you can put sort of a cooling lotion on it to help reduce the burn or the inflammation or the pain, it's not going to undo the damage. Okay. And is there any way that... you can find out how much damage there actually is. There are, there are some um, projects uh, sometimes that travel around uh, to different health fairs or maybe talk to your local public health unit. Some of them have these um, uh, cameras that take a picture and can show skin damage. And so you can really see where there's been damage in your skin by the, the type of photograph that it takes. Uh, you, you mean it, it sees under the skin? or um... Yeah, it, 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 whatever image that, that it can take, it can sort of pick out where there's been changes in the skin. They can't, uh, they can't diagnose exactly what that is or whether it's you know, cancerous or precancerous, but you get to see um, more than you would from looking in the mirror. And, and, and it's quite a wake-up call for some people to see, oh, okay, so those shaded areas, that's skin damage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I know that I'm checked for a lot of different cancer risks, and melanoma is, is actually one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so should people or some people who have had other cancers, should they be screening themselves for this? I mean, there was, there's a particular reason that they want to check me for melanoma, but, but is there, you know, people, there are a lot of cancer survivors out there. And um, Susan is here if you want to call in. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. But again, for certain cancer survivors, should they be vigilant about screening for this? I think so. I think, you know, during regular visits to their physician or oncologist, it's a good idea to raise it and to ask, am I at increased risk? Do I need to um, protect myself from the sun? You know, uh, I mean, it's a good rule of thumb for everybody to do that anyway, but certainly it would be important to ask that question. Mm -hmm. And there are also certain medications Mm -hmm. and certain procedures that that put you at higher risk or at greater sensitivity to the sun. I mean, certainly I know sometimes uh, both teenagers and older uh, people might use some retinol Mm -hmm. on their skin, and that's not great when it's the sun. What are some of the other things? Some antibiotics can also make your skin sensitive to, uh, to, to, to more burning or more damage. Um, just because of the formulations that's in them. So again, uh, you know, the message that we want uh, to give to Canadians at the Canadian Cancer Society is while it's important maybe to be extra vigilant, if you're always vigilant in terms of protecting yourself from the sun, 
regardless of whether you're taking medication or, you know, your previous health history, you are going to, you know, uh, it's one of the most preventable types of cancer in Canada, skin cancer is. And that, you know, so it, it's important that we are able to be vigilant, um, use sunscreen, wear protective clothing, the hats, the glasses, um, any time that we might be at risk of damage from the sun. You've talked about melanoma, which is the more serious form of skin cancer, but what about the basal cell skin cancer? So non-melanoma skin cancer is very, very prevalent. So in 2015, there were over 78,000 diagnoses of non-melanoma skin cancer in Canada. And those cancers can be just as dangerous uh, and can lead to damage and, and, you know, and we need to protect ourselves against those cancers, as, against the risk of getting those cancers as and well. And those also would show up as some kind of thing. They, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's it, not very descriptive. No, but they tend to be the ones where you would see the surface damage. So, you know, you would see um, the changes in the moles or, you know, the different parts of the body and, and, and also the ones that uh, where you age, you know, you look older, you have wrinkles, your skin is brown, could be leathery. Um, you know, that's all an indication of sun damage. Uh-huh. But is that an indication of the basal cell skin cancer? Yes. So leathery skin. Well, I mean, you know, many people have leathery skin. It, yeah. it, you know, for some people, there could be uh, cancer there, there might not be. But again, always a good idea if you notice anything different or if you have any concerns to talk to your physician. And the, the basal cell cancers, they're uh, generally easier to treat, right? That's correct, yes, they are. Um, they, they tend to uh, be on the surface so that they can be easily removed. Uh, they don't tend to travel to other parts of the body or metastasize, as we say. Um, but at the same time, treatment can be invasive, and it can take a while, and uh, it can possibly lead to disfiguration, depending on how much needs to be removed or what type of treatment uh, is, is necessary. Well, it's not anything that anybody needs if it can be avoided, that's well, for sure. Well, this is the thing. It's the, one of the most preventable cancers out there. Do you, do you feel like the message is starting to get across, or, or is, it, is it still kind of difficult? I think what we're seeing is more and more parents. So if you see children running around in the wading pools, they, uh, a lot of them tend to be more covered up, certainly than I was when I was that age and I was in the sun. So wearing more protective clothing and wearing sunglasses and hats. Uh, I think for people you know, who are a bit older who may have grown up thinking that, oh, the sun is healthy or it's, you know, we get so little sun, we should go out and enjoy ourselves in the sun. Oh, God, I remember. Do you remember baby oil and reflectors? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so for that, perhaps th those generations, um, you know, it's never too late to start uh, and uh, to start using protection. And it's important to monitor and know your skin and, and you know, make sure that uh, you notice any changes or differences. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you think that with the younger generation, it's gotten through. But I mean, I still know people who bake themselves and think yeah. that a 10 looks gorgeous. I mean, at this point, I don't even think it looks attractive. I don't even bother, you know, with a spray tan because I don't, I don't think it looks good. Well, I think what the, where the issue we're seeing and where the society is active in terms of our advocacy is sun tanning, uh, sunbeds and sun lamps. So youth are still using sunbeds and tanning lamps because they do believe the tan skin makes them look more attractive. And, you know, you can get cancer from the UV 
rays from sun lamps and tanning beds, and we've been very active in encouraging um, uh, uh, encouraging uh, the banning of tanning services, commercial tanning services, to youth who are 18 and younger, and, and continue to be really active on encouraging municipalities and provinces to enforce those bans, to put the resources into enforcing those bans so that youth can be better educated and more protected from wanting to use commercial or, okay, or so the beds at home. Even. So as with a lot of things, the ban's not enough. You need the enforcement. That's correct. Because if you don't send the bylaw officer out, then... That's right. And it's our, you know, at the Canadian Cancer Society, we also think it's important to provide that information to, you know, target those age groups and, and, and help increase awareness of the dangers of um, UV exposure from tanning lamps and tan beds. Okay, Susan, we just have uh, a few seconds left, less than a minute. So to wrap this up, what do you want to leave us with? Well, I think we've talked about the importance of prevention here. So really um, using the sunscreen, wearing protective clothing, a wide-brimmed hat, protective eyewear, um, staying in the shade during the hottest parts of the day are really, really important. And I also would just like to end by saying that if, if any of your listeners have any questions, they'd like to get more information about tanning and about uh, sun protection, they could call our, our Cancer Information Service at 1-888-939-3333 or visit us at cancer.ca. Okay, and we will post that information uh, on our webpage. Uh, uh, our Twitter handle is at fightbacklibby, fightback at zoomer.ca. It is all going to be there. I'd like to thank our brand new trusted contributor from the Canadian Cancer Society, Susan Flynn. Pleasure to have you here. The Canadian Cancer Society will be back in a month with more important information about preventing and dealing with this terrible disease. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.